Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. What's up, everybody? This is the Mark K Show, and today's... Uh, Monday, right? It's still Monday. Is that what it is? Yeah, I was thinking. I had a beautiful day here in Florida. I don't know what it's like where you are. If you're in Texas, probably it's still hell's frozen over. And I think most of the rest of the country is starting to thaw out a little bit, uh, but not, you know, not too, too much. Anyway, I don't, I won't tell you that it's supposed to be 70 degrees here in Florida today. And by the end of the week, it's going to be 80 degrees and sunny. You don't care about that at all, uh, unless you live here. And if you live here in Florida, Good news. It's going to be like 80 degrees and sunny by the end of the week. What's up? This is Mark Kay. Now, we appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in today. And we, if you want to leave us an open mic message to mention anything or to talk about or discuss anything going on with the show, feel free to do that. It's so easy to do, too. All you have to do is go to our uh, app, which is in the app store, either one that you like, and you go to... Um, what do you, where do you go? Oh, yeah, 104.5 WOKV in your app store. And when you do that, you're going to be able to uh, send us what's called an open mic message. And an open mic message, a very, it's just a, a pre-recorded little message that you create all on your own. You send it here to the studio, and we can play it on the air like this one, which sounds like this. Hey, Mark, just wondering how much longer we're all going to sit here and be like, wow, look what the illegitimate president did today. Wow, look at the other illegal thing that he passed because he's not even the president. Yeah, the, and that's you know, and so whatever's on your mind, whatever you want to think about, you can you can drop an uh you can drop an open mic. You know, speaking of that, there's it's really interesting today because I it's really interesting because I am starting to see uh I'm starting to see the media slowly but surely turn on the Biden administration. What you're starting to see is and there's a really good reason for it. There's a reason why it's happening. There's a reason. It was we were all expecting it. And uh, basically, here's how you have to look at the media. The media, they're basically just a big pack of wolves. And, you know, when, when you have a wolf here, basically what happened is for most of the time, these wolves were just little cubs. And, and a wolf cub doesn't really eat meat a wolf cub like most other mammals are born. And they just, you know, suckle at their mama's teat. And and taste that that delicious milk which they have when they're little baby pups, little cute little pup cubs, cub pups. I don't know what you call. It. Anyway, they're wolves. They're baby wolves, and they and they drink their mother's milk, and they grow, and they get the nutrients, and that's all they know. And they're not vicious. They're playful, and they're not hunters yet. They're just little cute little pups, and they love to frolic around in the woods. And then one day. After they've suckled at the teat for a long time and after they've been given all the nutrients and the things that they need, they somebody gives them meat. Somebody gives them their first taste of raw flesh. Somebody gives them raw, blood-filled, like, animal just meat, muscle, and they and then they, they go, what is this? Oh, this is delicious. This is so good. I love this, man. And they get a taste for blood. 
And when they get a taste for blood, they never get rid of it. The mother's milk is nothing. It's like water. It's like disgusting putrid. They don't want that anymore. They want the meat. They want the red, raw flesh. They want the blood. And they want to taste it every single day. Well, eventually, their their older cubs, yeah, you know, their older uh, wolves, they get they're like, look, if you want meat now, I'm not getting it for you. You got to go out and get your own. And that's when they become hunters. And once you're a hunter, you can never stop hunting. You don't find any vegan wolves out there. They're all hunters. They're all looking for those for those those muskrats. For those I don't know what I don't even know what wolves eat bunnies and chickens and you know tiny children that wander away in the woods. I don't Little Red Riding Hood for a great example. That's what they're looking for constantly. They want that next next dose of of just red delicious uh, blood. So the media is the same way. And it used to be that they were cubs and they would just some people would hand them what they needed and they would get the stories that they wanted. But then what happened with Donald Trump was they got a taste for blood and they all became hunters and they would go to work every day. And instead of reporting the facts, they would hunt for the meat. They would hunt for they just wanted to rip stuff to shreds. They just wanted to attack. They wanted to destroy. They wanted somebody's they wanted somebody's blood in their mouths. And that person's name was President Donald Trump. And they did that for four years. For four years, every single day, they just were these vicious beasts just tearing at the rah, rah, rah. And Donald Trump was, well, I guess Little Red Riding Hood in this case. Uh, and so then now you've got Joe Biden in office. And Joe Biden, I mean, he's an ally. You know, these guys are all buddy. They're supposed to be coddling him. They're supposed to be helping. First of all, they had to help him. They had to, they had to pretend they weren't wolves so they could help the guy get into office. Now he's in office and they're sitting there and they've been throwing him the softball questions. They've been asking him, what kind of ice cream do you like? What'd you do for President's Day? Oh, you played Mario Kart with your granddaughter and you beat her. Oh, that's great. What about the fireplace in the White House? All these softball questions. It was much like. The press was back to being little, tiny, cuddly wolf cubs. And now what's happening is they're starting to get a taste for blood again. They've missed it, man. They're like, look, we can't go on like this forever. We can't pretend that we're not vicious, vile, angry, mean hunters who will do anything and everything we can to get the flesh of those people in power in our mouths and just chew it till there's nothing left. They are hunters. They are wolves. They are angry and they want blood. And they've pushed it aside so long, but that craving is bubbling back it's bubbling back to the to the top of their to the top of their appetites. And Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and Jen Psaki and every single member of this administration is starting to see it. You're starting to see the press become wolves again and it happened to kamala harris on the today show last week with savannah guthrie it happened when they were talking about the vaccine rollout it happened when they were talking about getting kids back into schools it happened when they were talking about teachers and 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 kamala harris went on what she thought was a friendly program with a with a friendly woman who was going to pitch her softball after softball and what she encountered and stood instead what she encountered instead when she went on the Today Show with Savannah Guthrie was a a bloodthirsty, uh, sharp fanged Wolverine that was doing her best not to just take a big old chunk of it right out of her. 
And we've got the audio. It was actually pretty impressive. Uh, the second thing that happened was Jen Psaki went on uh, one of the Sunday morning on ABC with Jonathan Carl, I think it is, who is still trying to pretend like he doesn't want to attack the Biden administration, still trying to pretend like he's one of their allies. But at the same time, his need for blood, his desire for the raw flesh of the political elite is is becoming so hard to, to just compress and suppress that he started attacking Jen Psaki as well and Joe Biden. And when you throw someone like Andrew Cuomo in the mix, when you Andrew, this Andrew Cuomo scandal, that is just I mean, that's just not even fair. That is the raw chicken being hung over the alligator pit. And any of you who've ever been to the alligator farm know exactly what I'm talking about. The, The Andrew Cuomo scandal. In in New York City and in New York State with the nursing homes being the deaths that he lied about. They'll they'll tell you he underreported it, quote unquote. He lied about it. That to the media is a big raw chicken hanging over the alligator pit and they're being told you're not supposed to bite on it. And you can tell an alligator, please don't eat this raw chicken. But after a while, an alligator is going to be an alligator. (laughs) And that raw chicken is going to be just crushed between his jaws. And that's what's happening now between the media and the Democrats who in charge. It was only a matter of time. I've got tons of audio that we'll get to all that here in just a minute. Plus, SNL is in trouble. The Muppets are in trouble. Even Hollywood is being attacked by the media now. it's it's a it's a free-for-all on the uh on the liberal left because with no republicans in power with no republicans in charge in the white house in the senate no republicans in charge in the house of representatives and no republicans in charge on television or anywhere else it's very easy now and really it's almost a way it's the only way they can all survive they're all starting to turn on each other it's kind of fun to watch that and more on the way. So stay tuned. If you want to get through, it's 855-765-1045. Leave us an open mic message, like I said, by downloading our mobile app. This is the Mark K Show. We'll be right back. So Donald Trump should run for Congress in 2022, become Speaker of the House, then impeach first Order of business, impeach Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, because there's plenty of stuff you can pin on them that would be actually impeachable. And then who's number three in line? The Speaker of the House, President Donald Trump. I like it, man. What a great plan. That's a well thought out and 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 potentially doable plan. I think, you know, if you get enough, it would take more than just Donald Trump, though. You have to get rid of all the never Trumpers who are in Congress, like Liz Cheney and like Adam Kinzinger and all the others. Uh, you'd have to really, you know, you'd have to get Matt Gates behind you for sure. And uh, I like it. I think that's a great idea. And that's something I definitely um, I don't know if Donald Trump would want to run for Congress, though. I think he's got bigger fish to fry. And I think there's a way for him to have even more of an impact moving forward. And in fact, uh, in, fa- in fact, we, we we titled our stream today something about that. And Tara in Phoenix actually was calling about that. Tara, thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. How are you? I'm awesome. How are you? Oh, doing really well. Thanks so much for asking. Now, what's up today? What would you want to say? What's up? It's FS Traveler from Twitch. And also, I wanted a few things I yeah, have to say. Absolutely. Thank you for referring to President Trump as President Trump. You're welcome. Lumo for jail. 
And what is up with this Trump's return for Sunday? Please yeah. explain. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you asked. It's a great way for me to go into uh, to this first order business. And we will get to all of the examples of the wolves in the media turning on each other. But Donald Trump is scheduled to return to the spotlight this Sunday as the as the uh, the keynote speaker at CPAC, CPAC, the Conservative Political Action Committee, which is happening right here in Florida, down the road in Orlando. CPAC will be chock full of the biggest and brightest names in Republican politics and conservative politics. Matt Gates will be there, of course. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, commentators will be there. A lot of radio personalities. Not me. I wasn't invited, but a lot of other ones. Um, you know, a lot of uh, the the up and comers, I believe. I believe Christy Nome will be there from South Dakota. I'm not sure I'll have to check on that. I mean, there's you want to talk about it's just chock full of really great speakers for three or four days. And they talk not just about where the party is, but where the party's got to go and where the party is going. And one of the big things that that made some uh, that made some, got some publicity over the weekend was that President Trump agreed to come back to CPAC. This is a big deal. This has always been where, I mean, first of all, he knows he's talking to a crowd of his staunch supporters and fiercest allies. He know, I mean, it, it's, you want to talk about preaching to the choir? This is the preacher turning around and yelling amen to the choir. And, and as a result, it makes it one of the most energetic and one of the most uh, like vociferous and one of the most exciting of all the speeches that Donald Trump has given to watch. In fact, his past CPAC uh, performances have been just remarkable. We played some clips to you uh, from the 2009 CPAC convention where Rush Limbaugh gave a speech which really set the tone moving forward for the the Republican Party. In, in, you know, in particularly the Tea Party movement, which really was the precursor to MAGA and Trumpism. So in a way, back in 2009, Rush Limbaugh at CPAC kind of set the tone for the conservative movement going forward. What I like to call combative conservatism, which is where we know that everybody's equal. We believe everybody should live uh, and has the potential to live up to the American dream. We are not racist. We are not misogynist. We love all uh, ethnicities. We love all sexes. Well, both sexes, because we only believe there's two and you know that kind of and then moving forward what happens is we just want the government to get out of everyone's way so that they can use the tools at their disposal meaning the bill of rights and the constitution and the freedom and the liberty that have been granted to them by god and the founding fathers we want everybody to have the opportunity to use those to make their own lives better and the government should just get the hell out of the way and if the government gets in the way, we think that conservatives and the job of Republican representatives at any level, state level, local level, national level, Congress, Senate, White House, wherever you happen to be. If you're a conservative elected representative, your job when the government tries to get in the way of average American making the most of their lives and, and, and enjoying their life, their liberty and pursuing the happiness as has been promised to all of us. When the government gets in their way, it's the job of that elected conservative Republican uh, representative to push back and say, get the hell out of our way and do whatever they have to do to make sure that the government is reined in. And Rush Limbaugh laid that out in 2009. The Tea Party movement that was elected to Congress in 2010 really took it and ran with it. Donald Trump just made it the I mean, Donald Trump made it gospel throughout the Republican Party. And now in this CPAC speech, it'll be interesting to see uh, how much support he has moving forward. The fact that he's the keynote speaker, the fact that a lot of similarly minded Trump Republicans and, and conservative voices will also be there.
you know, the fact that it's in Florida, Trump's home state, the home state of Ron DeSantis, who could be the next standard bearer for the America First agenda, as he has already become the standard bearer for the Florida First agenda. It's a big, stinking, hairy deal. So, yes, Trump returns, ladies and gentlemen, this Sunday at CPAC. Somebody won't be there. I'll tell you who that is right after this quick break. 855-765-1045. Stay tuned. More of the Mark K Show coming up next. Uh, somebody wrote on the on the Facebook stream, somebody asked, hey, when is President Trump speaking at CPAC this Sunday? And I thought to myself, that's a great question. Uh, and then I realized I didn't know the answer. But at some time on Sunday, we'll try to I don't even know if they know yet. Um, CPAC is one of those things where a lot of conferences and a lot of things, what happens is they schedule people months in advance, months in advance. And then they you you know, when you go to buy your ticket, who's going to be there, when they're going to speak, what they're going to talk about. This is very different. First of all, they didn't even know that they were going to have this thing live and in person. But, you know, because it's Florida, which is a state that's open where we have a governor who's like, we can't just keep people at home. We need to have our economy bustling. We need to get people out there. Um, they're allowed to do it. And because, it, you know, Donald Trump lives here as well, it's, uh, it's, an easy, it's an easy hike for him to come in. Mike Pence was invited, but he declined his invitation. I guess he, he declined. He, he, won't, uh, he won't be there at all. So if you're a big Mike Pence fan, yeah, you don't have to make plans to be there. But, but what they do is they kind of just have all these last-minute speakers, and they get, you know, with politicians, it's tough to know. Are you going to be free to come and speak at CPAC? Will you, you know, have to will you be being hauled up in front of some committee or will you be hauling someone else up in front of some committee? Will you be uh, going through an impeachment trial? Will you be able to act? So it's a very last minute thing. But uh, now that the president's scheduled to be there, I guarantee it's going to be I mean, it's going to be one of the biggest events, probably probably one of the biggest CPAC events ever. Um, and I know I know every year they try to outdo themselves. But this year, I definitely think having the president's first um, live like real real live uh, event since January 20th. I think it's going to be I think it's going to be huge. And also post impeachment, not the first impeachment, the second impeachment. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. All right. Let's get, let's turn a little bit uh, to the media, because here's what you're going to start seeing now. It's been it's been four weeks since uh, January 20th, since the Biden administration and Kamala Harris uh, came to power. And it appears that that's about all you get as far as a honeymoon period with the media, because they are now uh, starting to turn on the president. They're starting to turn on the vice president. They're starting to turn on Jen Psaki, the, the uh, press secretary. And it's it's a slow turn. You know, it's like it's like it's not a quick they're not out there on jet skis. They're on these big, huge oil tankers, and they also want to make sure they're protecting their friends and their allies. But at the same time, think about this. When your job for four years is to try to destroy the president of the United States and every one of his Republican allies, when you wake up every single day and instead of researching news, you just try to figure out how to spin something into a negative. You try to figure out what do we need to focus on to make President Trump look like the devil and what actual real news do we need to ignore so that we don't make him accidentally look good. And they, but they did that for a long time. Well, now with Joe Biden, it was it was really dramatic. And now they're like, look, we want to we want to get back to the business of tearing people down. We want to get back. We There's just there's things here we can't as much as we know we need to for the sake of the party, as much as we know we need to for the sake of our political organization, the Democrats, the left wing, which we are just a mouthpiece for. As much as we don't want the president and the deep state and social media to to bring down the hammer on us. 
We've still got, I mean, we're still, we have this urge to report actual news and tear apart officials who take advantage of the people that put them in office. So that's kind of what's happening right now. And a couple of instances happened over the weekend. Um, well, really, I guess starting last Friday. The first was Savannah Guthrie discussing the pandemic and the reopening of schools with Kamala Harris, the vice president of the United States. And listen to how Savannah Guthrie, who you would think would be just the biggest cheerleader for the Democrat Party, uh, think. Listen to how she talked to the Vice President on Friday. Oh, hold on, wait. You're not gonna. Hold on, one, hold on one second. I I, far, I forgot a very important step. Let me just quit uh, quickly, and then you'll be able to da 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 da. And then we're gonna do this, and then you'll be able to hear it hopefully now. A lot of folks are watching say, I can't get my parents a vaccine right now. I can't get a vaccine appointment. States have said they're ready. They've got the infrastructure to give shots, but they don't have the supply. Governors even wrote the White House, Republicans and Democrats saying we need better coordination from the federal government. So this is on your watch now. What's the holdup? What's the bottleneck? And what's being done about it? This is on your watch now. That's Savannah Guthrie. She has just shut down this is Trump's fault for the entire media. The le Savannah Guthrie on national television on the Today Show cornering Kamala Harris saying this is on your watch now. It's been four weeks. What's the plan? What what are people talking about? How are you going to make this happen? And with that sentence, Donald Trump is no longer to blame. With that sentence, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have to now realize that anything that that's going on, wh whether it's going well or whether it's going poorly, is on them. And the media, the media are going to tell them that they're going to say, look, uh, we know now that after a month. You've had plenty of time to acclimate. You can't blame anyone else anymore. You've got to start taking the blame. You've got to start telling us what you're doing, not what happened with the last administration or the other guy, as you like to call the previous resident of the White House, whatever you call the, the, the prior occupant, all these cute little pet names that Joe Biden has for President Trump. You, it's on you now. So what are you folks doing about it? And when it comes to vaccines and vaccine distribution and the fact that the vaccines aren't being distributed at the rapid speed that we would like them to be, please tell us, Madam Vice President, what are you guys doing about it? Here is her response. We are getting vaccines to community health centers. Very important to supplement what the states are doing. We want to make sure that we get it directly into communities. And then 13 and a half million um, a week going out. Uh, it, as, and as quickly as we're producing it, we're getting it out. Let's talk about and we just want to say to everybody, just please get vaccinated. And in the interim, let's do what we know we can do and is within each of our ability to do, which is in the interim, wear a mask, social distance and make sure you wash your hands and do that frequently. This is a such a horrible answer to a to a very simple question because here's here's Kamala Harris when asked by Savannah Guthrie, what are you doing to get these there's people out there that want the vaccine and can't get it. Grandparents can't get it. Uh, teachers can't get it. What do you tell these people who can't get the vaccine? Kamala Harris tells them get the vaccine. In the meantime, here's what we need to do. Get the vaccine. Wear a mask. Which is the Joe Biden administration? That's the answer to every problem. Wear a mask, social distance, and wash your hands. Any problem you throw at Joe Biden or Kamala Harris, uh, they're going to tell you wear a mask is the answer. 
Uh, hey, President Biden, uh, what are you going to do about the illegal immigration problem at the border? Now that you've announced amnesty for 11 million immigrants in the next eight years, it appears that millions are flooding the border and the Texas Border Patrol has actually called a national emergency. What do you plan to do about that? Well, you know what? We would just tell everybody to wear a mask, social distance and wash your hands. And uh, that should take care of that will definitely limit the problem until we can get a handle on it. It doesn't work that way. You know, there's some problems that wear a mask isn't going to solve. So then they got into the topic of schools because the CDC, those are the scientists. You always talk about Joe Biden. They're always talking about the science. These are the scientists that they're talking about have come out with regulations for safely reopening the schools, which is the one big thing that a lot of people want to happen. And Savannah Guthrie asked about that. The CDC is saying essentially their best guidance is don't open if you're in a red zone. Ninety percent of students are in a red zone. And the science is very clear. The CDC's own science says schools are not a source of community risk. All right. So if schools aren't a source of community risk, why are they not opening? And this was Kamala Harris's answer. Well, so here's the thing. What the CDC, what they have recommended are, are exactly that, recommendations about how to reopen safely if they've been closed, how to stay open if they've been opened. And so the recommendations include what, again, needs to happen around social distancing, hand washing, mask wearing. But the point is that we all want our kids to get back to school as quickly as possible and as safely as possible. Which 1,000% didn't answer the question. If the CDC says schools are not places that are high risk for spreading the virus. Why aren't the schools open? And what did Kamala Harris say? Wear a mask, social distance and wash your hands. Those are the only answers they have for anything. Hey, uh, Vice President Harris, I didn't get my tax refund yet. Why, can we, do you know what's, how, what's holding up the IRS? No, but in the meantime, you should wear a mask, social distance, and wash your hands, and everything's, everything's going to be okay. Hey, I hear that uh, the North Koreans are planning on testing nuclear missiles that could reach Hawaii again, and Iran has reactivated their nuclear uh, you know, uh, turbines, and they're, they're producing uranium that they could put in a suitcase and bring a bomb to the United States and stand in the middle of Times Square and detonate it and kill thousands and thousands of Americans. What should I do? Probably, you know what the best thing to do is wear a mask, social distance, and wash your hands. So Savannah Guthrie, she keeps pushing. She's not going to let Kamala Harris go. This is where the wolf comes back out. This is where she realizes these people are in charge. These people are screwing up. I'm a reporter. This is my chance to draw some blood. So she asks her about the teachers. Can you reassure teachers who are listening right now that it is safe for them to go back to school, even if they are not vaccinated, if these public health measures like distancing and masks are being implemented? And here was her response. So first of all, let me just say this, and the president has said it, and we're all really clear. Teachers should be a priority. Teachers should be a priority. Look, let me just tell you something. I love teachers. My first grade teacher, Mrs. Frances Wilson, attended my law school graduation. Mm -hmm. Teachers are critical to our children's development. They should be able to teach in a safe place and expand the minds and, and the opportunities of our children. So teachers should be a priority along with other frontline workers, and we're going to make them a priority. I believe. But she's talking about the vaccine. She's talking about vaccinating teachers like they're frontline workers. And Savannah Guthrie is saying the CDC says that schools are safe especially for teachers who haven't been vaccinated. So why? What do you tell them? I don't want to beat it to death, but I just I know there are teachers listening and the CDC has said they don't have to be vaccinated to go back to school. Of we course, think they should it's be a the priority. priority. We think they should. We think they should be a priority. Uh, okay.
Listen to see this is what's happening. This is Kamala Harris realizing, oh my God, I'm actually getting questioned by a reporter. This is her real Savannah Guthrie's going off script. What the, the the whole goal when when they when you put Kamala Harris, when you put Jim Psaki, when you put Joe Biden in front of a camera, they have a script. The news networks have a script. And Savannah Guthrie is going off script. And Kamala Harris, she can't understand it. Her answer is supposed to be, we believe teachers are a priority. And that's what she said the first time. But when Savannah Guthrie comes back at her and says, right, but the CDC says teachers don't need vaccinations to be safe. What do you say? And Kamala Harris, she's freaking out. She's she's a robot that's melting down. I don't want to beat it to death, but I just I know there are teachers listening, and the CDC has said they don't have to be vaccinated to go back to school. Of we course, it's be the priority. priority. We think they should. We think they should be a priority. We think they should be a priority. We think they should be a priority. Yeah, she's free. She's like that's the answer. Go back to the script. You're not supposed to treat me like a regular politician. Where you're you're one of me. It's it's gonna get it's just gonna get worse. We've got more from Jim Pisaki and CNN and ABC coming up here in just a minute. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Quick break. More Marque show on the way. This is the Marque show. My name is Marque. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Hope you had it. By the way, uh, before we get out, we have so much to talk about today, man. I can't even believe it. It's so we have preparation. That's what it was. I was in there for two hours prepping the show. Oh, now I'm lousy with content, which is <laughs> you know what's gonna happen is I'm gonna end the show and I'm not gonna have uh, gotten to everything. Like, for example, I have a whole clip about Saturday Night Live and how they hate Jewish people. Oh. Yeah, did you hear about that? No. Oh, well, I don't even know if we're going to have time to get to it. Oh, but I'm curious now. Oh, really? Yeah. All right, well, we'll see what we can do. Also, uh, Kermit the Frog is being canceled by cancel culture. What? The Muppets apparently are racists. Did you know that? The green Yeah, uh, that's what Disney said. No, just to everybody, apparently. Oh. And that story, I, I don't even know if we're going to have time to get to that story. Plus, I got this really creepy mask for... Uh, I don't even know what for. Is that a mask of your own face? It, no, <laughs> it's not. But look at look at this mask. This yeah. is some friends of ours got this for me. I guess oh because uh, because I'm just doing this show now once, so they got they thought that was like a celebratory thing. It's called a jelly mask, and it's it says let the world see you smile. Uh. And they got me this because apparently it doesn't muffle your voice when you speak, so everyone can always understand you. It's comfortable and ergonomic, means you can wear it daily with no problems. It's designed so that people can see your mouth when you talk. Oh, man. Which I guess makes, I don't know, I guess people missed looking at my mouth or something, or maybe if they're reading my lips, maybe if like deaf oh, people maybe. like to read my lips. Yeah, maybe. I don't know, who knows, but look, so let me put, I mean. Yeah, let's see it. It's really kind of creepy, I'll be honest with you, it's kind of creepy looking. Yeah. It can, yeah. You can, <laughs> you can see. Also, do I sound muffled at all? You sound it, like Bane. I sound like Bane, yeah. Yeah. Oh, From, no, uh, recognize, no one paid attention until I put on the mask. But you look like Hannibal so, Lecter. I do. That's so funny. That's exactly what the uh, that's exactly what the waitress says. That you look like Hannibal Lecter. And I just so then I just ordered like the person at the table next to me. <laughs> they were like, because I, I look like yeah, yeah, yeah. cannibal joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, so anyway, so then I sat there and I started wearing this mask, and I don't look good in this mask. Hannah's looking at me like I'm like she's petrified. Good Are evening, you okay? Hannah. She's gonna call HR. She's she's gonna hang a curtain between. Although but, I'm still screaming, Hannah. But this is uh this is apparently the new big thing now because we're gonna be wearing masks for a long time. People uh, miss looking at people's mouths. Yeah. Personally, I don't miss looking at other people's mouths. Got a pretty mouth. That's, <laughs> thanks, Deliverance. That's <laughs> one thing that I've not missed is seeing other people's mouths. So anyway, I have this mask and uh, I'm gonna be honest with you, it's a little tough to breathe in it. I'm gonna have to move is it up. It? Yeah, it's weird. Now that I'm talking really like for quickly and for a long time, yeah. I can't suck in as much oxygen as I would like. Mm. Hmm. 
All right. Hmm. Hannah's saying wrap this wrap up because up. <laughs> just because she's scared. She's like, oh, I need five to go. more minutes, Mark. All right. No, never mind. When I get back, we're gonna, look, I'll tell you why the Muppets are racist. I'll tell you why Saturday Night Live hates Jewish people. I'll tell you why. Oh, Jen Psaki's totally not qualified for her job. And we have more examples of how the wolves in the media are turning on the sheep of the Democrat Party. It's all coming up next on the Mark K Show. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. The media, they're tur- I mean, they have no choice. They have no choice. A shark has to hunt. A shark has to look for chum. And if there's no Republican chum in the White House, they're going to go after the Democrat chum. And that's why Savannah Guthrie went off script. And you can hear uh, this is this is another reason how, you know, the Democrats are in cahoots with the media or they were. Listen once again. I want you to listen once again to the question. And I want you to listen to Kamala Harris's reaction, because Kamala Harris, she said teachers should be a priority. This was the first time. So first of all, let me just say this. And the president has said it. And we're all really clear. Teachers should be a priority. All right. Teachers should be. That's it. We're really clear. Teachers should be a priority. And she thought that was the end of it. Teachers should be a priority and blah, blah, blah. But Savannah Guthrie decided not to go along with the script. She decided to be a journalist again because the shark's got to hunt. The shark needs to hunt. The, the wolf needs that meat. They need the blood. So she's going to go after Kamala Harris. She's going to go after her and say, yes, but we're not talking about getting teachers vaccinations. The question I asked you was the CDC said it's safe for teachers even without vaccination, so why can't we open schools? And Kamala Harris wasn't prepared because when the White House gets with the Today Show and pre-plans the interview, that wasn't one of the questions. And all she can default back to is her original answer, which is teachers should be a priority. And this time, if she says it repeatedly and loudly, she feels she can tell Savannah, you're going off script and maybe exit with a little bit of dignity. So here's what happened. I don't want to beat it to death, but I just I know there are teachers listening and the CDC has said they don't have to be vaccinated to go back to school. Of we course think it's the priority. priority. We think they should. We think they should be a priority. Uh, okay. And you can hear Savannah going, uh, OK, I'm not going to I'm not going to get anywhere with this. It happened with Jen Psaki as well. Jen Psaki was on ABC and they were talking about, well, guess what? The vaccine. They were talking about the vaccine and they were talking about how the weather. This is one of my favorite clips, by the way, and we're going to save this one because this is going to come up repeatedly. They're talking about the weather and how vaccine distribution has been thwarted by the winter weather across the country. Try to send a letter. Try to send a FedEx. Try to send a UPS. Problem. It may even be delayed. You know, we didn't get our dog food in the mail for like two days, so the dogs are starving. Uh, The winter weather affects everybody, and it infects the vaccine rollout as well. So she was asked about that. And let me ask you about those six million doses that have been delayed because of the weather. Do, Do you have any update? What's the plan for getting them out? Have you already been able to distribute some of them? We have. uh, And, you know, we we knew we we can't control Mother Nature. No one can. Uh, Did you hear what she said? That was a slip of the tongue. We can't control Mother Nature. No one can. We we can't control Mother Nature. No one can. Really? That's really odd because you shut down the Keystone XL pipeline because you believe that you can control nature. You believe that you can control the climate. You believe that these hurricanes. You remember a couple weeks ago we had John Kerry step up and say, look, 
We're already paying for hurricanes. We're paying for them now because the hurricane hits. We've got to spend $55 billion to rebuild. Well, if we get rid of the XL uh, pipe, the Keystone XL pipeline, if we get rid of uh, gas-powered cars, if we go all electric in the government, we won't have to spend that money on hurricanes anymore. So let's spend it now on, on renewable resources. Let's spend it now on electric vehicles, and that way we won't have to spend it rebuilding parts of Florida or Louisiana or Texas or the Carolinas or even New York or New Jersey when these hurricanes hit. John Kerry, the czar of of the environment, believes that you can control Mother Nature, that if you invest enough money, you can control Mother Nature. And now you've got Jen Psaki, the mouthpiece for Joe Biden, saying, no, you no one, no, no one can control Mother Nature. We all know that. We, we can't control Mother Nature. No one can. Well, anyway, they got off. A, they got back to the vaccine quickly and they started talking about their American rescue program, which much like what John Kerry wants to do with hurricanes is throwing a lot of money at a problem um, without an actual solution. This is money that's going to schools, investment in schools, you would think so that they can reopen. There have been some important steps in the last week, including these CDC guidelines that give clear science-based guidelines for school districts on a range of steps they can take to be safe. But every school in the country does not have that funding and does not have the resources. And we need to, from our, from the federal government, help address that. Right. And Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, their idea of addressing it is taking, like, what, $2 trillion or something ridiculous, a whole bunch more money than they've already spent, and sending it to these school districts so that they can reopen. Except reopening is not actually the goal, as Jonathan Carl found out. Uh, that that's not a contingency that we're putting in that we're we're recommending to go in a in a, in the bill or in legislation, mm. John. I think what he believes is that school districts working with our Secretary of Education, who we certainly hope will be confirmed this week, need to make a determination about what works best for them based on these CDC guidelines. There are a number of mitigation measures and steps that can be taken. Vaccinating teachers is one of them, but also hiring more bus drivers, hiring more school teachers, having smaller class sizes. And we're going to work with school districts. Our Secretary of Education, this will be his first priority to do that. But many of them need funding because they don't have additional funding in their budgets to be able to do that and plan for the school years ahead. Oh, so this we're not even talking about. They were they made a big deal. Remember last week when Jim Psaki said we're going to try to open uh, schools one day a week and then Joe Biden had to push back on that and say, no, 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 our goal is five days a week. But let's be clear, it's not all schools. It's just K through eight. And we've got 100 days to do it. So we want all K through eight schools to open safely by April 30th, giving them four weeks worth of education before we stop down for the summer. But this money that they're sending to the schools, it isn't even contingent on reopening. They can go in and hire new bus drivers and do get vaccinations for their teachers and still not do their jobs. Why is it not contingent on reopening? If these schools are saying we can't reopen because we don't have the safety measures in place, we don't have the amount of staff that we need to bring the class sizes down or make the buses safe, we need to double our bus routes. Well, sure, give them the money for that, but then make them actually open. Why would you hire more bus drivers if you're not picking up kids and taking them to class? Well, when you're a Democrat, you're doing that because the teachers unions are who you're beholden to. You're 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 beholden to a lot of these Democrat districts that want money, that demand money, that in a way are holding students and the rest of the people in their districts hostage until they can get relief from the government. Even though the science says school. Remember what happened with Savannah Guthrie and, and Kamala Harris? The science says the CDC says that schools are not a flashpoint for the spread of the virus. 
teachers can feel safe going back to school without a vaccination. It's a really it's really interesting when you have a flawed program and you have to go out there when you're working with a president and a vice president who come up with a system that is totally ridiculous, that spends a lot of money without any solution in sight. When you work for that kind of an agency and you have to go out and be their spokesperson, it really must be a difficult job, especially when you have to go back and fix all the problems that 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 happened before you were even in the job. Like the whole thing with Governor Cuomo, this thing with Governor Cuomo, Jen Psaki got caught in a position. I know she didn't want to be caught in on ABC's uh, Sunday morning show with Jonathan Carl when he asked about Governor Cuomo, Governor Cuomo, who is probably the most scandalous politician we have in the country right now. Although you would know it because most of the media is still talking about Ted Cruz going to Cancun for 24 hours. But he is what he's done in the most populous state, one of the largest states and one of the the most important economically to the United States of America. What he's done with this scandal and underreporting the number of deaths in nursing homes is criminal. And Jen Psaki had to answer some tough questions. All right, some moderately difficult questions about it from Jonathan Carl. Listen. I want to turn uh, to a, another controversy that, that raged this week. Uh, Andrew Cuomo uh, under fire for um, allegedly not being transparent uh, and misleading uh, on, on, his, uh, on his, the number of nursing home deaths. In By New the York. way, stop right there. Allegedly being misleading. Allegedly being misleading. The guy lied. If this were Donald Trump or if this were Ron DeSantis or if this were Greg Abbott or any other, it's Christy Nome. If this, this were any Republican, there would be no allegedly underreporting or allegedly misleading. It would be lying, criminal activity. They lied to this. They killed people. They hid it up. They covered it up. They're liars and they're covering it up because they know they're guilty and blah, blah. Here's Jonathan Carl still trying to protect his buddy Andrew Cuomo by saying allegedly underreported. But the question is clear. Because he says, look, last year, Joe Biden said this about Governor Cuomo. Your governor of New York's done one hell of a job. He, I think he's, he's sort of the gold standard. The gold standard. More nursing home deaths than any other state. The gold standard. Not only more, but even more than he reported because he underreported so he wouldn't make himself look terrible. The gold standard is what Joe Biden told him when an assemblyman came forward. He called that assemblyman up and threatened to ruin him, yelled at him while he was bathing his kids. And we find out from from Bill de Blasio that that's just that's just typical. That's classic Cuomo calling up people in government and threatening their reputations and their careers. That's classic Cuomo. Joe Biden calls that the gold standard. Your governor of New York's done one hell of a job. He, I think he's, he's sort of the gold standard. Yeah, because lying and cheating and covering things up to make yourself look better and then threatening people who do, uh, who threaten to out you to the media or to, to, to the Republicans. Yeah, that is basically when you're a Democrat, the gold standard. And so Jen Psaki has to answer to that. Is he still in Joe Biden's mind, in your boss's eyes? Is he still the gold standard? Uh, well, it doesn't always have to be a yes or no answer, John. I think the president is focused on his goal, his objectives as president of the United States. He's going to continue to work with Governor Cuomo, just like he'll continue to work with governors across the country. And uh, I'm not here to give new labels or names uh, from the president. I'm here to, to con- communicate with you about what our focuses are and what his objectives are as president. Okay, so basically what she's saying is, look, we know what he did. We know he's guilty of sin. We know he's a thug. But we're still going to work with him. Because he's still the governor and he's still a Democrat. And so are we. And when you're a Democrat, 
threatening other politicians and hiding the truth from the public. It doesn't matter. It's the gold standard. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More calls on the way. Stay tuned. The Marquee Show. My name is Marquee. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. They're turning on each other, too. Don't, don't think that they're not. The Democrats and the media, everybody's turning on each other. And it's not just in the news. Uh, we, we had a couple stories over the weekend. First one is from Saturday Night Live. Michael Che. Che? Is that right? Yeah, I think so. During Weekend Update made a joke about Israel and the uh, the vaccinations going. Which, by the way, Israel, they're I mean, they're kicking butt. When it comes to vaccinations, and uh, here's the joke that really offended a lot of, well, Democrats. Israel is reporting that they vaccinated half of their population. And I'm going to guess it's the Jewish half. (laughs) Yeah, so here's the thing. Now you've got once, and this is something I don't understand that's been happening for a long time. This is something that's been going on for a while. And the entertainment industry and the Democrats in power, especially ever since Barack Obama came to the White House, have had this very different, let's just say, uh, relationship with Israel and Israelis and the Jewish people. Yet the Jewish people in the United States, a lot of the Jewish business owners and especially the Jewish Jewish media moguls, they have been huge supporters of the Democrat Party. They've been huge supporters of of the Clintons throughout the uh, throughout the 90s and of Barack Obama. Yet when Barack Obama came to power, it seemed like there was this major shift in Israel policy. And you've got SNL making jokes uh, like this one, which, by the I mean, this is 100% anti-Semitic humor when you think about it. And it and it caused a stir. And what you saw was SNL, which is a show on NBC, getting attacked by by a majority of the Jewish reporters on Twitter and on the, in the New York Times and people just demanding retractions. And it's, it's always baffled me. I never understood why there was that why there was that strong bond between Jewish people and the Democrat Party. We asked a couple of years ago when Donald Trump's uh, numbers with Jewish American voters started to go up when it started to rise. We start I asked a couple of people and we had some people call in and say, oh, I'm Jewish and I vote Republican. And I don't know. What, you know, it has nothing to do with my religion or whatnot. It just has to do with common sense. And if you if you go to Israel right now, you've got Trump. And maybe this is maybe this is why. Maybe this is why they continue to be a target of people like SNL and Joe Biden's administration and Barack Obama. Maybe it's because they embraced Donald Trump as the leader that he was. And in fact, when Donald Trump made the move by moving the uh, the cat, the, um, the the embassy of the United States of America, and they named that that plaza with Trump Square or Trump Plaza or Trump Park or whatever it is. It's right there. And no, it's not something Donald Trump bought and slapped his name on, it was something that the Israelis came up with because they wanted to thank the president of the United States for acknowledging, acknowledging the true capital of Israel. But yet here the Democrats are again attacking their own. And I and I, I never understood it. I never will. Maybe it'll maybe the next time an election rolls around, it'll it'll there'll, there'll be a break. There'll be a split between the media and Jewish voters and, and Democrats. I don't know. It hasn't happened yet, but maybe that's going to be the next big thing. 855-765-1045. We'll get to the Kermit the Frog stuff here in just a minute. Stay tuned. It's the Marquee Show. Not cool, Hannah. 855-765. First, I thought it was Josh. I looked over at Josh. I'm like, what? How did you do that? I'm powerless over here. Oh, God. We give, give Hannah a little bit of power, and all of a sudden, she thinks she's... Uh, 
uh, me, I guess. 855-765-1045 is our listen. Uh, before we get to Kermit the Frog and also CNN um, trying to CNN. Here's the new thing. And this is not new. It's just you're going to see a lot more of this. I pulled some clips from CNN over the weekend because Don Lemon is trying to uh, you're going to. Here's what's going to happen in the next two years. You're going to start seeing a lot of uh, election law. You're going to start seeing, in fact, the, on Friday, the Supreme Court um, had meetings about a lot of these election uh, interference cases, the ones that Sidney Powell was bringing up, for example, um, election cases against Brad Raffensperger in Georgia, in Wisconsin, in Pennsylvania, because people want to make sure that our elections are safe and secure, and there's election integrity going into the midterms in 2022. And, of course, beyond, we also have here in Florida, Ron DeSantis, super governor, Super Governor Ron DeSantis. What do we do? We still have his theme, by the way, the Super Governor theme. We I'm forgetting what that is. No, it's, you, you, that means you weren't paying attention. If you could describe it in three notes. What would it be? It goes, it goes like, dun da da da. Like, <laughs> you remember that? That was really good, but no, I don't. All right, no. I haven't. I haven't. So we'll find okay. it. Super Governor Ron DeSantis, in in addition to mitigating COVID nineteen response and keeping old people alive and making sure that people are in school and making sure our economy is just amazing. In addition to doing all that, he's also attacking big tech by putting legislation in place that will limit Facebook's ability to just dominate your life and let you know what information is good to see and what information is bad to see. In addition to doing all that. He's also now putting forth election integrity legislation, even though Florida has one of the most most coveted election integrity systems and best run elections in the United States of America. Um, so now what's happening is CNN is attacking those laws and those those methods and those those desires to make sure that our elections are safe and secure as racist. We'll get into that here in just a minute, as well as Kermit the Frog. Uh, but first, we go to J Andre in Jacksonville. Uh, Andre, thank you so much for calling the Mark K Show. How are you? Mr. Marquis, I'm, uh, excuse my accent, I'm from France, and uh, I've been pro-American since I was uh, 12 years old. Oh, wow. And, uh, uh, yeah, bonjour. And by, the way, and by the way, I'm a Jewish, and I am conservative. Oh, oh, yay. And, and, I, and I think that there's, you know, it's so interesting, too, because for whatever reason, uh, the, the high-powered executives in, in banking and in industry and in media especially donate these millions of dollars to the Democrat Party. And the Democrat Party, I feel like, just squashes uh, members of the blind. Jewish community. They are blind. They are blind. They, they, that's the only thing they are blind because... The liberal and the left, because you were talking about the media. Yeah. The liberal and the left media outlets, they call something news because it generates money and the public Europe. Because fake news media, it is, it is like acceptable here. Most yeah. accept, most accept the, the news as it were like a gospel. Yeah. <laughs> if a, if a, if a uh, uh, network or newspaper like uh, New York Times or Washington Post get the story out first, you get the money and the rating, then use their lie correction to take a responsibility for the error. Yeah. But only, only after the story is out. That's right. This right. This media tactic will feed the media beast. It's sad that America and the media are like a dog chasing its tail. I'm telling you. Yeah. No, that, that's a great way to put it. That's a great. Hey, thank Andre. We appreciate. It. And I know. Look, listen, there's. Oh, listen, yeah. Mr. Mark, Mr. Markey, I got. 
something just short one you will love it oh yeah I'm sure talking, i'm talking about the the aoc yeah the the congress women first they lure the american people by saying socialism and the green subject to confuse u.s citizen in reality the green is like a watermelon green outside the red inside which which red mean communism that's ex- and I, it's an ash, uh, astuce used by the regime uh, Bolshevik in the former Soviet Union, which is reality collapsed. Yeah. Now, the AOC congressman, she's a victim of her self-stupid ignorance. That's all it is. She okay. needs to go back to the bar and make a good cocktail, you know, to, to fight reality. Yeah, that's right. So that's a, that's a, hey, Andre, thank, bonjour, or uh, merci. For calling our show, we really appreciate. I like that. It's like is it the environmentalism is like a watermelon, the green on the outside and red on the inside, like socialism. And of course, let's not forget, it's of course, it's the pits. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number. So, all right. So, speaking of uh, speaking of the media attacking itself. I, I promise I would tell you the story about Kermit the Frog because Kermit the Frog and the rest of the Muppets are under attack now by Disney. You may remember Disney started to pull movies off of its Disney Plus channel. They started saying this is not children's content. This is adult content. For example, Peter Pan, because there were negative stereotypes of of uh, of, you know, of uh, Native Americans and the anti-Indian cultures. And uh, there was another one. The Aristocats was racist for some reason. I'm not sure what Dumbo had Jim Crow and the minstrel crows singing songs that they felt were racist. Well, now I guess somebody went back and went through the catalog of episodes of the Muppet show, or I guess maybe somebody probably more likely somebody complained. They were watching an episode of the Muppet show and they said, this has terrible stereotypes that are inappropriate and should be canceled. So what they did was they, they, they basically listed the Muppet show. They didn't remove it. They listed it as offensive content and if you go to watch the muppet show on the streaming service from disney it will say this program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures the muppet the muppet show is offensive to people and cultures these stereotypes were wrong then and are wrong now. That's Disney blanketly proclaiming that they know what happened in the past. They were wrong then and they're wrong now. They don't point out which pieces of culture or people were mistreated. Um, and they said rather than removing this content, we want to acknowledge that it's harmful. It has harmful impact. It appears that there's there's some Muppet characters who are designed as stereotypes of Native Americans, Arabs, East Asians. I'm not sure what they're talking about. The only thing I can think about is the Swedish chef who, you know, as far as I know some people from Sweden and they all pretty much remind at the dead. It's a dead ringer for the Sweden. Meatballs. I mean, you talk to anybody from Sweden. They know they're like, oh, that the Swedish chef. That's my grandfather. My grandfather's just like that. I mean, that's exactly what happens. Um, maybe maybe I don't know if that's what they're talking about. Or not. If there's any Swedish people that find offense. From the Swedish chef, I uh, my condolences. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know what that's all about. But anyway, the the Muppet Show it's still available, but it's labeled as hateful, hateful content. I don't understand this label either. Disney says those were 
This program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures. These stereotypes were wrong then and are wrong now. How could they have been wrong then? How could they have been wrong then? Maybe back then they weren't wrong or the massive amount of society that was taking advantage of them or, or watching them or, you know, maybe it wasn't wrong in their minds. I mean, if it made it on television in the first place, was it wrong? Maybe community standards are just changing or you're being more influenced by these groups. But to just blanket say, hey, back then, 30 years ago, when this was an entirely different world, these were wrong and they're wrong today. I don't know. It just seems like it just seems like a really, really, uh, really, really bold statement for one company to make. Uh, I wonder what else in history they didn't like. I'm sure they'll tell us, though, as these things continue to go forward. 855 1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More Mark K Show on the way. The mic buttons. I get confused. Was that the mic button? And we're on the air. Mark, go, go, go. Uh, 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. I realize we're probably not going to have the time to get into the CNN turning um, legal uh, challenges to election laws into racism uh, story. In the, you know, it's going to take a little bit more time to explain than I've left in the program because I blathered on about all this other stuff. Um, and we only have two hours. So let's just take a couple phone calls here before we get out. This is Scott in Jacksonville. Scott, thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. How you doing? Pretty good. I got the answer to you why the uh, Democratic Party is turned against Israel. Oh, why? Well, if you take a look at uh, what Obama has done in the past, if you take a look at every decision he made, every decision he made, ask yourself whether it benefited the Muslims or whether it benefited the United States. I think you'll see it's pretty clear. Well, we know that and the Democrats for a long time have had, I mean, and, it, and part of it goes along with political correctness. Part of it goes along with uh, the Saudi regime and that kind of thing. But we do know that they have for a long time, especially under the Barack Obama's regime, they have not seen Israel as the ally and they have seen Israel as more of an aggressor, which for the United States' stability in the region is bad. It's not a good thing at all. And also when you're talking about, you know, when you're talking about Israel's um, Israeli Americans, of which there are millions, when you're talking about Jewish Americans, uh, I mean, you're talking about millions. It's also bad politically for them. Although, like I said, for some reason, it doesn't seem to it doesn't seem to hurt their poll numbers. Although I do believe that Donald Trump had great numbers with the Jewish voting community, as well as the African-American community, as well as the immigrant community here in Florida. We saw that his immigrant numbers were huge because more and more people are voting less and less for the party and more for the person and more for the policies. But, yeah, Scott, you're right about that. And, and one of the things that that people don't really talk about. And if I were in the media and allowed into the press room, it's something I'd bring up to Jen Psaki every single day. People don't know this, but Joe Biden has spoken with pretty much every major world leader except for Netanyahu. He has not picked up the phone and called him. He has not checked in. It's been a month. It's been a month. He's talked to everybody. He's talked to, to the uh, the Chinese uh, dictator, basically. He's talked to the Canadian prime minister. He's talked to Angela Merkel. He's talked to everybody. He's talked to the Mexican president, uh, Trudeau, he talks to, I think, all the time. But he has not yet called Benjamin Netanyahu. They've not had one phone conversation. Not even on President's Day when he, he was too busy playing video games with his granddaughter to call our only ally in the most volatile region in the, in, in the world, 
and say, hey, I'm the new president. We should probably catch up. Hey, how's it going over there? Are you still feeling threatened by Iran? Do we feel like they're going to get a nuclear weapon? By the way, we have sanctions on them, which I'm probably going to lift. Are you cool with that? I mean, there's a lot of things that need to be discussed when it comes to the Middle East. And, you know, Israel has got to be feeling uh, like they have their feet to the fire with Joe Biden in the White House because Joe Biden was Barack Obama's vice president and Barack Obama was not a huge fan. Of, of Benjamin Netanyahu or the uh, the the United States' uh, relationship with Israel and with Donald Trump embracing Israeli as the true ally that they are, uh, I think that probably drove an even deeper wedge in between them. Hey, but a great point. Thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 is our number. All right, we'll hold the CNN stuff for tomorrow. Plus, since tomorrow's Tuesday, we'll get to some mail time. If we even have some mail, I don't have to check this. Someone's got to check the mailbox uh, between now and then. Hannah said, Hannah's volunteering. Okay, good. She'll check the mailbox between now and tomorrow, and we'll bring you some of that. Plus, like I said, the Supreme Court, um, if, you, uh, if you've been following along, there's a lot of this election law that is popping up that is, that is happening in the Supreme Court. It's long past time that it would do anyone any good for 2020, but with the uh, midterms coming up in 2022, there's a lot of... There's a lot of stuff that we hope comes down in favor of election integrity, and that may happen as, as soon as this week. So that's a big story that we're going to be following. We will continue to follow CPAC. We will continue to follow vaccines. We will continue to see if anybody gives any more attention to this Governor Cuomo scandal, which currently is the biggest political scandal in the country that nobody's talking about. Anyway, uh, hopefully we'll keep talking about it as long as it takes. 855-765-1045. We're out. Uh, stay tuned. I believe there's a very special guest on the Rush Limbaugh program, plus traffic, weather, and news on the way.